Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, a podcast about love. That's it. It's a podcast about love. Uh, my name is Mike, and joining me, uh, back for the first time in a while, it's Emily. Hello, our listeners. I'm glad you showed up for this very romantic episode of Teenagers of Attitude. Also, Frankie is here. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Come in. Take your shoes off. Relax in our den of love. Actually, please don't take your shoes off. It makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, let's let's drop it. (laughs) Consent, not coercion. Yes, Uh, but okay. So this, we folks, we've we've it's taken some real to do to get this recording together. We're recording the day after. Yeah, it's. It was rough getting this one together, so let's just let's just get into it. But uh, first, Emily, mm-hmm. it's been a while. How have you been? I've um, well, I was in the hospital for a while. That wasn't like super fun, but I'm out and I feel a lot better. I can like eat food just fine. I've since like knocked a few foods off my list that I posted on Twitter that I wanted to eat, like burgers and spaghetti and stuff. So I'm doing pretty good. Well, alrighty. Uh, Frankie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, everything's going all right. I've been hanging out with y'all. We play that Final Fantasy 15 slash 14 crossover stuff yesterday. Yeah, we got cars. We all got cars yesterday. We got cars. We went broom broom for a while. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then I drove us all into an active volcano. It was great. And we cheered yeah. as it happened. Uh, yeah. I... Zach's not here to ask me if any Power Rangers related stuff has happened since the last time I cu- I've been here, and it has, and a lot, and I'll wait till Zach comes back, because I, yeah. I don't think y'all want to hear me talk about the comic books I mean, for I, 20 minutes. I do, well, but like, I think you should wait for Zach, because Zach is always eager yeah, to I should ask wait for that Zach. question. Yeah. Well, also, here's the thing, if we let you talk about that, we won't have time to get to Morphac Newsio. Oh, I love yeah, you, Michael. my favorite segment. Eric, hit that tune! (laughs) Stronger than before! Perfect music! Bunny! Alright, so, folks, uh, I'm gonna kind of double dip on this one uh, because the subject is uh, Kamen Rider Zio again, (laughs) but there's a reason for it. There's a very good reason for it. So, the whole crux of uh, Kamen Rider Zio is it's a time travel thing to celebrate uh, the Heisei era of Kamen Rider. And the thing with the Heisei era is the reason it's the Heisei era is because uh, eras in, in Toku are uh, are measured around like the eras in Japan. Can y'all hear that traffic outside? No, I can't. No. Okay, I was really worried about that. Sorry. Uh, is based around the uh, eras in Japan, which are in turn... Mm-hmm. 
based around the emperor in Japan, which, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, is kind of a Queen of England situation where, like, they don't wield any, like, actual power. They're mostly ceremonial. Um, and, like, it, like on paper they have power, but if they try anything, there's going to be trouble, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, even though, even though it's mostly a ceremonial position, some shit's gone down, and the Heisei era has lasted a lot longer than people were expecting. Which has made things mm-hmm. weird for, like, keeping a timeline of different, like, eras of Toku. Mm-hmm. Like, the fandom uh, is kind of split. Go ahead. I just wanted to say here, if you want to learn more about the Heisei era, check out Basho and Tell. Because guess what also gets separated by eras? And that's uh, Sumo. So, we our latest episode, we talked about the last Basho and the Heisei era. And how one Rikishi wants to be the, the person to win the last Basho of the Heisei era and the first Basho of the new era. So, if you want to learn more about that, Eric can tell you. Eric, play the ad now! Well, no, uh, Wikipedia says, Sumo is a form of competitive full-contact wrestling where a wrestler Rikishi. attempts to force his opponent out of a circular ring Dohyo. or into touching the ground with anything other than the soles of his feet. At Basho Intel, we got you through the bi-monthly tournaments, Basho. talk about our favorites, and complain about the judges, Shimpan. almost like a real sports podcast. But we also talk about how cute Kawaii. the athletes are. Join me, Frankie, and me, Eric, on Basho and Tell. Find us at audioentropy.com. Sumo is great. They even made an anime about it. And remember, keep, keep your, your feet, feet on, on the, the ground. ground. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> well, uh, now I lost a train of thought. Okay, so, so the fandom has been kind of splitting the Heisei era into parts, like two or three, depending on who you talk to. They have like the Neo Heisei era, just because it's gone on for so long and there's been so many like changes in style and like who's been running the shows and all that stuff but finally they're they're fine of uh wow i just can't talk today i'm sorry they're finally able to sort of like put a capper on the era and it's relevant to us because that era also applies to super sentai uh which is also being as far as the heisei era is concerned depending on who you talk to either being like either being capped off with the throwback show or the next one is being started with it. Cause we're a little ways into Re- Ryu soldier. So mm-hmm. I don't know how exactly like, I don't know if Ryu soldier is going to be considered a Heisei uh, show or a Reiwa show going forward. I'm not sure. Uh, Cause the Reiwa era technically hasn't started yet. As of the, this recording, it starts on the 1st of May. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that's, that's a big deal in the world of Toku. I mean, it's a big deal in general. Cause it's a big thing for Japan. But like, as as far for our purposes, it's relevant because it is uh, sort of a crossing over of how we measure Toku. There was actually some fear earlier because uh, Zio, common writer Zio, was sort of always marketed as like being the sort of finale to the Heisei era uh, of common writer. But then like the change of power got postponed, and Toei kind of started freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh fuck, are we have to do another finale show after a finale show." But yeah, so that happened. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got. So, do y'all want to get into the episode? Because there's yeah. a lot to get into in this episode. I mean, yeah, yeah let's sure. do it. Let's do it. Let's, get, let's, let's cut away to that RC car on those dunes of sand in that in that playground. Okay, we're finally at Turbo. <laughs> uh, we're not ready to shift into Turbo yet. <laughs> I'm always. I'm always ready to shift into turbo. <laughs> but uh, we're, good. we're still talking about Power Rangers Zeo Season 1, Episode 24, Bulk Fiction. And can folks... I, can I can I redo hmm? that joke just for one listener? This is for you, Victor Perfecto. Oh, hey, we're a Car Ranger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Victor's a huge, huge fan of Car Ranger. Car Ranger looks good based off the intro that I saw that Victor posted. I liked it. All right, it's got like a it's got a cool yellow ranger like lady mechanic, and I'm always down with that. Awesome. So, folks, I, uh, I could be completely wrong. It's been a while. <laughs> folks, uh, one of the best episodes of the show we've gotten in a long time. What I would argue is the best season, uh, best episode of Zio so far was the skull focused episode, and appropriately yes. enough, our 
what I think is the first bulk-focused episode, I'm pretty sure, uh, is very much also an extremely good episode. So, yes, we open on an RC car driving through a playground, uh, and Bulk and Skull are chasing it and waving traffic tickets around because they want to give a speeding ticket to this toy car. Yeah, because that, that's just that's how they do. <laughs> yep, that's, that's Bulk and Skull. Cops be cops. Yep. And as they trip and fall and get faces full of sand, uh, who should walk up but Lieutenant Stone? And walking with him is the new rookie, Cadet Connie Crandall. Uh, and she is uh, apparently a junior police officer, just like Bulk and Skull. Still not clear on what that actually means. No. The, is this the only other junior police officer we've seen by name? We've we've seen since, like, the training thing where there was tons of them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But yeah, that's the first one we've seen post-training. Yeah, this is the only other person we've seen who is explicitly a junior police officer. Again, whatever the fuck that actually means. Uh, but she is also, more importantly, uh, the daughter of the captain that Lieutenant Stone answers to. And even more importantly, our friend Bulk here seems rather smitten with her. Oh, to a creepy degree at the beginning. It gets better, but yeah! wow, yeah. he just, like, he shakes hands I mean, hands it's creepy right away. Like, like, so could, like, Lieutenant Stone says, hey, just because uh, she's the captain's daughter, I don't want you to treat her any differently. And Skull's like, oh, don't treat her any differently than I normally would. Got it. And he, like, she goes to shake his hand and he grabs it and kisses it. They're so Skull's weird. creepy first. Yeah. yeah, they're both weird about this. But Bulk, like, goes for the handshake and then just doesn't let go of her hand for a long time to the point where it's really awkward and she has to pull it away. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Lieutenant Stone and, and Connie walk away, Bulk puts the hand just up to his face and just goes... <sighs> just gets a big old, big old whiff. Whiff of that hand odor. Just... Mm, it's, it's really gross. Smells like her. It's mm-hmm. not... It makes you uncomfortable. And it kind of soured my, um, like, the future interactions they have. But on second mm-hmm. viewing, like, he, it's it's okay. But that first part, yeah, wow. it's bad. Creepiness is a joke. It's never good. No. It's, I will say, it's an improvement over where Bulk started with this show. <laughs> yeah. As, as far sure. as we treat, he's getting uh, better. He's still bad. He's getting better. He's not Bulk trying to, so like, good beat them up the yeah, I believe it. If you but, like Bulk and you want to see like the best Bulk I've ever seen, it's Bulk in the comics. It's especially like Shattered Grid Bulk from the future. That's the best Bulk. I didn't even know oh, that was shit. a thing. I was like Zach, and he never mentioned no. that. Why wouldn't he mention that? I would like Shat- make people I, buy I, the I book. Just know that it's so good. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, you don't because you know, you it's so good. You, sh- you shouldn't say anymore. Yeah. But just saying, yeah. "Bulk from the future in Shattered Grid" uh-huh. is a, is enough uh-huh. to like get me intrigued, <laughs> like very intrigued. <laughs> He's very good, Zach. If you're listening, why did you never mention that when you mentioned Shattered Grid? Jeez. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of upset with him too. It's one uh, of my so, favorite parts of Shattered Grid. Yeah. So I I want to keep us moving. So, uh, Skull, like, you know, turns to make fun of her as soon as she walks away, but Bulk's immediately angry, uh, cause he has fallen madly in love with this woman. Love at first sight. You know, cartoon logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and breaking up this awkward moment is the RC car going by again, and they chase it, and we do a, you know, a wipe transition to the next scene. And we cut to the next major thing going on in this episode, and there is a charity dance. Uh, to get toys for kids. It is a dance where, like, the price of admission is just donating a toy. Which, okay, that makes sense. You know, that that's that sounds like mm-hmm. a reasonable thing. That's a thing that happens in real life. Yeah. As, as far as the random bullshit charities that, like, you know, Power Rangers likes to throw around, this is one of the more yeah. sensible ones. I, I've uh, done, I participate in, and not, like, dances like this, but I participate in, like, uh, holiday parties, where all you need is to donate the toy, and you'll get, like, two free drinks and food or whatever. I've definitely seen similar things where it's, like, donate canned goods to the poor, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but a really great line that we get here, so, the theme of the dance 
isn't really toys. Like, there's toy decorations that we're going to see later. Like, there's a giant thing, giant crayons and shit. But, like, also, it's a costume party where the theme is you're supposed to dress up like your favorite decade. And we get a great line from Maki here where he's like, I, I don't line. have a favorite decade. I haven't lived long enough to have a favorite decade. <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to be teenagers. So he's like, what the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to have a favorite decade? I've only lived less than, like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, our our storylines converge as Bulk and Skull chase this uh, remote control car into the place where the dance is being set up. And it turns out the reason Bulk and Skull can't catch this car, beyond them just being Bulk and Skull, is because it is apparently a super toy car that Billy built. Because that's how Billy do. Yeah, yeah. he's not going <laughs> to just buy a toy at the store. He's going to fucking make that shit from scratch. <laughs> it's going to have like a nuclear-powered fission generator in it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they they act surprised or like they kind of don't believe that the story's for charity but like everything the power rangers do is for charity wilkinsko should know that by now yeah they they should be pretty well aware of that i guess the power rangers i think i think you mean to them the dorka squad because like i don't think they yeah i mean to are, us you know, the power rangers yes <laughs> but speaking of knowing that they're the power rangers we uh go to the moon and Sprocket is upset that all these fucking shitty Earth children are getting these toys, and he's not getting a toy. And he throws just this massive fucking hissy fit to the point where, like, just King Mondo's like, oh my god, oh my god, you piece of shit, you are, you are literally grinding my gears, I, I need you to stop. We're, go- we're gonna get you a toy, okay? Let's just, just fucking stop. But he has to promise to be very bad for the rest of the millennium, I do like that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut down to a series of parking meters, and Bulk and Skull are handing out parking tickets. I just, I, like, I have to imagine, like, are all of these guys violating parking tickets, or are they just filing them because that's what they think they have to do? It's just like, let's just file everyone a complaint, even if they've paid. Because I can't imagine everybody. Yeah, yeah. They're putting they're putting a sheet on every single car. I can't imagine they all like forgot to pay the meter. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of a cross between like the police just kind of doing whatever they want, and also Bulk and Skull not really knowing what they're doing. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's more of a ladder in, in the case of this show, but yeah, yeah. And Bulk, uh, speaking of that, is so distracted by being in love with this girl that he is writing a ticket on his hand and tries to stick his hand <laughs> yeah, that, under a windshield wiper. That's a pretty good joke. I like that. That's a pretty good joke. Another <laughs> pretty good joke is Bulk is like, man, I gotta figure I, I I don't know how to ask this girl out. Like I know how to like I know how to assault women. I don't know how to woo them. What am I gonna do? <laughs> and he's like and then Skull says, uh, well, listen, Bulk, you just need the advice of an expert. And Bulk says, mm-hmm. an expert. That's perfect. And Skull turns around and Bulk runs away, and Skull, not realizing that Bulk is there, is like, all right, ask away, mon frere. Because uh, he's the expert. Mon frere? <laughs> you know, him with his, like, having always struck out with Kimberly. <laughs> he knows yeah. everything about wooing the ladies. Yep. And so, here we he's come like, well, you to... you see, Bulk, you just gotta have some random monster mind control her into liking you. It's <laughs> easy. <laughs> you know what? In Angel Grove, that's a solid strategy. <laughs> so we come to what is maybe my favorite subplot in the history of Power Rangers. Because throughout this episode, save for two very specific interruptions, one that we see here and one where the monster shows up, Tanya and Adam are just kind of having a nice afternoon playing one-on-one basketball. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, bef- Before that, we do go to the command center and Billy's making uh, a new Zeo cannon, which he calls... Like, it's gonna cryogenic, it's a cryogenic ray that will freeze the monsters. I just want to remember this for what happens later with it. <laughs> when it blows up the monster like literally everything else Billy yeah, does? It yeah, it doesn't look ice at all. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe to keep standards and practices off their back. Uh, but but nah. yes, then it goes to the cool scene where Tanya and Adam are just having a fun basketball day. Yeah, I'm glad that you doubled back though, because one thing that is relevant is Billy's going to need to go get a magnet, which I guess is the next part, the last part that he needs for his fucking bullshit gun. It's kind of funny because you were like, mm-hmm. "This is my favorite subplot," and I'm like, "What? Like the 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 cannon? I mean, I guess it's okay." <laughs> no, no, I, I love I love this basketball game. It's just it's just Adam and Tanya having a nice afternoon playing some poops. It's like, nice. What? Like it's great. It's it's so nice. <laughs> uh, 
so Bulk walks up and is like, hey, Tanya, can I talk to you uh, in private real quick? And Adam leaves. And Bulk basically, he, he does that bullshit thing that you see a lot, again, because he's a cartoon character where he's like, a friend of mine mm-hmm. needs some advice. Uh, he needs to know what girls like. And Tanya tries to teach him. I'm sorry. I know what mine's want. uh, (laughs) Girls like book. (laughs) (laughs) Book. (laughs) So initially she tries to give him the lesson of the episode, which is, hey, bulk, be yourself. Mm -hmm. All right. Just just be bulk. You know, and and honestly, all things considered, and we're going to get I'm going to get a little meta here. Like, that's kind of Bulk's whole problem throughout the whole course of the show is not knowing his limits, really. Me. I'm making noises. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Shadow yeah. Grand sure it's a good comic book. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, since that answer wasn't enough for him. He presses Tanya further and she says, well, I like sophisticated guys. Worldly, you know. And he's like, ah, perfect. Thank you. He asked her what she specifically, she herself likes in a guy. And I have to yeah. wonder why she dated baseball head if that's what she likes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she likes now after she dated baseball head. <laughs> yeah, def- listen, Bulk, whatever you do, do not... Give any hint that you like baseball. No baseball. <laughs> Baseball's the worst fucking thing. Don't even... No. No. Baseball will ruin no baseball. your relationship. Uh, so we cut to the police station? Question mark, Which is I a, guess. This is like this... I mean, okay, we saw the police station in like the um, Aquatar like, mm-hmm. like miniseries, but it, it wasn't like this, I don't think. So this is the first yeah, time we're really seeing the police station. Yeah. Are we in the police uh, station or are yeah, we? Yeah, this is definitely the police station. Yeah, there's, okay, there's cops okay. everywhere. It says it says police on the glass door. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's 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 yeah there's cops everywhere. And also, although here's the thing I'm really confused about is that okay, so we later find out that Connie was also a junior police patrol person because mm-hmm. they actually didn't say that at the start. We yeah, I was that a little confused. I'm like, is that an adult woman that bulks just yeah. like super into or like because it's hard well, to tell with this show, right? Because everyone's played by adults. So yeah. So it's it's really not clear because like so earlier at like the 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 parking meter thing she was either also doing that or was just a vision that Bulk was having I'm not sure but here what's weird is if she's it's a like junior inception. police officer yeah <laughs> she's a junior police officer whatever the fuck that means and she's working the receptionist desk question mark yeah she's at the receptionist desk it says police receptionist. Yeah, but like, well, no, that's what I mean. Is like, is is this a thing that junior police officers do now? Like, why why do we never see Bulk and Skull doing this? I mean, it seems like a, an appropriate job. Like, if you compare, like, oh, parking tickets, receptionist, mm-hmm. sure, it, juniors can do that. that I there's guess. There's two quick answers: sexism and nepotism. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, again, and I, it's it's not it's not like. Like, like you say that, oh, yes, that makes sense. That she's, you know, a recent hire. She's going to be at the desk. That's fine, whatever. But, like, again, it's it's me not really being clear on, like, what the fuck a junior what police officer is. Is yeah. she a no, child? I, absolutely, yeah. I mean, she's in high school. Like, Wilkins School. Are, 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 are they having a literal child work the front desk at the police station? Yeah. It's Abel's Grove for you. <laughs> I, I guess. So, Dark times, Abel's Grove, you know, when you got to have co- got to have kids working receptionists. Desks, desks in a police uh, uh, departments, you know. So they, they, they got to get in when they can because so many men are dying every day in those streets. <laughs> so Bulk walks in, and Eric would be very upset if we didn't mention Chap Hop because he uh, walks in with my a- note here says, "Oh, is this Chap Hop?" <laughs> a little bit, maybe. I mean, he doesn't start rapping, but he looks like he could at any moment. So Bulk walks in with like a bowler hat, and he's dressed like an, an English gentleman. He's got a big old scarf. He looks like a really shitty Doctor Who, basically. <laughs> and he pulls he 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 does this terrible Holding English accent. 
Mm-hmm. What? No, nothing. I'm holding my tongue. Just say it. <laughs> I did that. He doesn't look that. like a Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who. Well, I like old Doctor. Well, I like the expanded universe. Well, I like the audio dramas. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> well, the comic books and the comic books. He has a, a companion that's a shape shifting penguin who's a private eye. Anyways, uh, that's really good. Bulk does no. Yes, Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. Um, but he so, looks more like a, like like a Winston Churchill impersonator or something. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly he doesn't seem nearly belligerent more, enough for that. He looks more like Inspector Spacetime than Doctor Who. Sure. I don't know what that is. Inspector Spacetime was uh, Community's Doctor Who parody. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So he he comes in and he starts trying to offer Connie tea. In one hand, he's got <laughs> uh, some teacups, and the other hand, like he pulls out from under his like <laughs> coat a teapot that's got steam coming out it's of it. It's got so much coming out of it. Like it's like literally it's it's just dry ice in a teapot is what it actually is. But like it's just like fuming steam. <laughs> it's really great. He he has a he has a heat, heating plate in his under his arm is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so as this is happening, uh Lieutenant Stone and the captain uh, walk up behind Bulk, and Bulk's like, oh shit, guess I gotta go, and he he, he bails, and uh, the captain just chews Lieutenant Stone out, he's like, hey, that was one of your men, wasn't it? Well, listen, I will not tolerate fraternizing him on this force, especially not with my daughter. You were on thin ice, Lieutenant Stone. And that's pretty much that for now. Uh, y'all ready to meet a toy? Yeah, yeah. I like toys. All right. Well, it's time to meet a toy that uh, talks like Jerry Lewis. Is that what he's doing? Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me let me be clear, folks, because I know plenty of our listeners might be confused. I am not talking about Jerence Lewis of Toys Spies <laughs> fame. I uh, I am talking about the comedian Jerry Lewis, the French guy. Uh, this is lady. Well, he wasn't French. That's the thing is, he he's he was yeah, he's know, he Jewish, but French. like the, the, French the French loved, loved him. him. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's just a funny voice people can do, and he he uses a flamethrower to blow up a payphone. If you're like me and have never seen a Jerry Lewis like movie or anything about him, you'll know him as an impress an impersonation that Animaniacs constantly did. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, they just had like a voice actor on staff who really liked doing that voice. Yeah, and that's what uh, I and know he also that voice bust, from. He also busted out that impression whenever he was doing Freakazoid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. But yeah, so they blow up a payphone, and that's a that's a that, dang old fun time. That flamethrower is like looks real big, but all that it does really is like push around things. Doesn't really explode. Yeah, them. that's what that's what flamethrowers do, right? Yeah, they just push well, it, around it, it, thing. It exploded the, the telephone thing. But uh, it didn't stay on fire, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, and th- later on they're going to throw it near some cars and like nothing's going to happen. It gave me big... I've been watching Ruby, and it gave me big Ruby vibes where big things happen in the environment, but the environment doesn't really change a lot because they can't animate it. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, well, that's that's because uh, that, that's because uh, Power Rangers, like Angel Grove's a simulation, and they haven't yeah. programmed for that. That makes sense. Uh, yes. This is the thing. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of simulations and programming, uh, Sprocket is like, "Ooh, that was fun. What can we blow up next?" And here comes Billy, uh, driving his remote controlled car. I guess walking back to the command center. Billy's a for, after dork. going to get the magnet. He's just having a yeah. leisurely stroll. He's just having a good time. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> This might be my favorite scene in the episode. It's really good. I do like this whole sequence. Prince Sprocket's like, oh, hey, it's the Power Rangers' brainy buddy. Uh, let me just summon a bunch of cogs. And the cogs materialize out of the air and, like, flip uh, and just start going down this hill. And Billy sees them coming. He's like, uh-oh, I better get ready. But then a cog just sort of halfway Ghosts materializes. Him. Like, it, like, it looks like it's a specter. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in fully knowing that Billy is a former Power Ranger, 
they know that the thing that they have to do to incapacitate him is grab his arms. Their one weakness. And they do. Yeah, the, the one weakness. Uh, it, in the shuffle, Billy's communicator falls off and breaks. And again, they're made out of wet cardboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, uh, the cogs actually throw Billy, I guess as an attempt to, like, you know, hurt him, but they they let him go. Like, they fucked up. You you let go of his arms, and, and that's it. You let go of a Power Ranger's arms, they're free, they're good to go. <laughs> they get and all then, their power so back. He, and and I like this part here because okay, while Billy could probably kick the shit out of half these cogs, there's a lot of them, so I don't think he could beat them. But he's a good fighter, right? But no, he's Billy, so even though he could fight them, what he mm-hmm. does is he takes that mag. Okay, so I don't know if we mentioned this. He's got a magnet thing that he needs for the Zeo cannon. He puts it on the back of the toy car and starts using the toy car to like, like um, kind of like, uh, shepherd all the cogs around with the magnet powers. And it's a really powerful magnet, I guess, because it like warps their skin. It's weird, but well, it's, it's a <laughs> so I, Billy Magitech magnet. But yeah, I like that Billy like uses a gadget to take care of all the cogs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's neat. Like it's well, a very so, Billy. So there's thing. a few things to note about this scene. One, I actually am kind of disappointed that we didn't get to see him fight. Like I do wish he'd have maybe done both. Like maybe done a kick yeah. or two and then do the magnet bit. But, but uh, yeah, an alternate version of a scene that I would have liked is he sends the cogs out to them. Billy kicks the shit out of all the cogs, and he's like, "Wait, you're supposed to be the nerd!" And he's like, "Dude, I used to be a Power Ranger." <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, for all the talk that it's Billy science, this is still a tiny magnet, and it incapacit- this thing incapacitates not only all the cogs, uh-huh. but also Prince Sprocket, heir to the Machine Empire throne. And the monster of the week, and it just drags them all away, and and like Prince Brock's just like, hey, let us go, stop being so mean to my cogs, hey, hey, you bully, and like well, the cogs, some of them like start dying from getting knocked into each other. It's <laughs> it's re- like for the villain side of things, this is really mm-hmm. fucking pathetic. This is really sad. It's kind just, of like, hilarious. Billy should just I, fucking make a bunch of robots to take out the take out the machine empire. I don't even need the Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even need to make robots. He just needs to send out an army of remote controlled cars with magnets Those on them. Those are still robots. <laughs> <laughs> what if Billy makes his own Power Rangers that are robots to take over the Power what Rangers? What if Billy became like the Batman of their world? He doesn't have any powers, but he just yeah. fucking. Is gadgety and shit. I mean, he already is. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. I want, I want him to have like a costume and shit. (laughs) I really like the scene because it kind of does like the perfect arc, or like it concludes the perfect arc for Billy from someone who like couldn't fight, was scared of fighting, to someone who became a Power Ranger, to someone who lost their Power Rangers powers, to now someone without Power Ranger powers who can take on. With a magnet and a car, though a whole like squad of foot soldiers and two monsters. It's good. And then there would be this whole story arc in the comics where like, um, like Mondo kills Cat, who's pregnant with Tommy's child, and then Tommy starts the regime and just like <laughs> takes over the whole world and starts killing people all the time. Sorry, I just played Injustice too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get- <laughs> So yeah, good. Uh, well, I would just say uh, a detail from the GoGo Power Rangers comics I really like about Billy is that uh, at the beginning he's uh, uh, or maybe other comics, but at the beginning he's scared uh, of uh, he's scared of being weak, so he wears his Power Ranger suit underneath his clothes. Like he morphs, takes the helmet off, and puts clothes on because he doesn't like feeling weak. And, like, yeah. thinking that as, like, the start point and this at the end point is really cool f- for me. Yeah, no, Billy's a cool character in Power Rangers, despite, like, their best efforts of not writing characters. Yeah. He's had a lot of development out of every Power Ranger, I think, more than any of them, yeah. yeah. So he he, incapac- he destroys the cogs single-handedly, sing- single-magnetly, uh, and temporarily incapacitates Prince Sprocket in the Monster of the Week. Uh, grabs his remote control car, fixes his uh, his communicator. He just like pops the lid back on. It's like, hey, Alpha, can you teleport me? And I was like, sure. And then they go, and that's it. Fight solved. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he could have just teleported in the first place, but I guess he just he just wanted to have one fucking stroll, and they couldn't give it to yeah. him. <laughs> he was try- yeah, he was trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut to Rocky, uh, Catherine, and Tommy putting flyers up for this dance by sticking them into people's windshields. And I guess this is just an episode full of, like, yellow sheets being put under people's windshield, like, wipers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, and so they have a, this idle conversation of... To, uh, of sorry, of Catherine being like, man, I'm just not sure what I'm going to wear tonight. Well, Ro- and Tommy- Rocky says, I don't sure what to wear tonight. And then he asks Catherine what she's wearing, and she says, I will not tell you. And then Tommy goes, no matter what you wear, you'll look great. And she's like, aww. And then Rocky's all like, mushy stuff. And that's what happens. Yeah, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I'm sorry. I love that Rocky's basically five years old. That's I do. Great. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> but so Bulk and Skull were in the process of putting a parking ticket mm-hmm. on this same van. So this guy's about to come and show up to some good news. It's bad news. Uh, and Bulk just hears like, oh, oh, girly stuff. Poetry. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what because I gotta Kat do. Says like girls love it when when guys are sensitive. And one, if your example of a sensitive man is Tommy, mm, mm, yeah, like saying mm. one time saying like, "Oh, you look good in anything you wear, babe." That's not being sensitive. Tommy's that's like, sensitive that's like- <laughs> in the way that if you didn't like compliment his shirt, he'll get upset. <laughs> that's a that's Tommy's yeah. range of sensitivity. Yeah, but it's actually it's actually Rocky sarcastically bringing up poetry that that clicks the light bulb in uh, in Bulk's head, and Bulk's like, "Okay, I gotta do poetry, and I'm gonna need your help for this skull." And then he basically just grabs Skull and then drags him away. I do like that Skull's like, "Yeah, sure." All right, so. It's time for another really just wacky scene at the police station. Bulk and Skull walk in dressed like beatniks. Beatniks, that's the word I I was looking for. It's like the word they had for hipsters in the 60s. (laughs) Yeah. uh, God, I I love it when Bulk and Skull get to put on weird costumes. It's so good. They have fake soul patches. I love, they have fake soul patches. I love Bulk's saying, like, what's up, Dad? To, like, one of the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to use Daddy-O, but they fuck it up. Yeah, Sorry, but the, the noise, Dad. Like Beat it. <laughs> I love that Skull dad, just... Though, not Daddy-O, it's great. No, Skull <laughs> is saying Daddy-O, Bulk says Dad. <laughs> yeah. So, Skull sits down on the counter where Connie is trying to work. And Some drums. busts out these bongos. And he just starts playing the bongos. And Bulk has, has brought in a box with him and a piece of paper and starts reading off this poetry. And it is, it is terrible. It is really bad. Uh, Eric, can you just, like, play the poem? Because fuck me. Armadillo ate an onion while a bearded bird flew into a cappuccino-colored sky. Why? I am a mosquito on the windshield of your love. You are the missing sock in my laundry pile. Folkmeyer, what's the matter with you? Your behavior is extremely non-rank. You are the sunny sky, the windy wind. And I would ask you uh, but the point is, I like the cappuccino uh, sky part. Yeah, that's I real like good. The, the <laughs> part. I like armadillos. The important uh, moments here. At one point, Bulk talks about the wind and Skull like turns and cranks up a fan on the desk and starts blowing papers everywhere. This is so industrial now this- fucking level fan that is too loud for them to hear each other over and is just pouring yeah. like, everything Because it's a cartoon, there's a tornado in the office now. <laughs> and also because it's a cartoon, Bulk says, I'd like to ask you out, but I'm too chicken and pulls a hmm. live chicken out of the box he brought in with him. So now this police station is filled with, is just has a tornado in its main lobby full of 
air, like loose papers and chicken feathers. See, he should have and, just gone with like a bucket of KFC because then it's like, oh, a meal. That's nice. Let's eat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how you woo a lady with fried food. I mean, it would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, both Lieutenant Stone and the captain walk in again, and the captain absolutely loses his shit. And this this threw me off. This caught me off guard. He fires Lieutenant Stone on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, like okay, this is a police lieutenant. Like he's had like a storied career. And like his his junior police start fucking up, and his reaction is to fire him, not just like get rid of the junior yeah. police. Like it doesn't well, make any this sense. This captain is but... clearly like A power hungry, B obsessed with his daughter, mm-hmm. the, keeping like people away from his daughter, basically, and he's just like, Okay, that's it. This is your second strike and you're out, because that's how that works in my world. And he just fucking rips the badge off of his chest and is like, Stone, you're done. And after that happened, another thing I really wasn't expecting, Bulk and Skull, in a show of solidarity mm-hmm. with – I can't even call him Lieutenant Stone anymore. He's not He's not a lieutenant anymore. In a show of solidarity Jerome. with, with, with Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. yeah, in a show of solidarity with, with their no, former boss and I guess friend now – uh, they both also quit the junior police patrol on the spot. And like, if they just straight, like, listen, if he's gone, so are we. And wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news is we finally know whether or not Bulk and Skull are cops. They're not cops anymore. Cause they're not. Can someone yeah. update our Bulk and Skull cops.com? <laughs> is that a thing we have? No, no I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Bulk and Skull are... They're, that's it. They're done. We're done with the junior police patrol. Yay. Although I did, I did look, I did look into it, and so starting with Turbo, including the movie, they're gonna do like Bulk and Skull's whole thing is they're gonna be doing like random odd jobs mm-hmm. and stuff. And apparently, at certain points, they're just randomly temporarily cops again with no explanation. Sure. Listen, that's just an odd job you can do yeah. in real life. You can just walk up the job boards and pull down like a sh- you know one of those tear tabs and. Be a cop, cop for yeah. a day. Cop for a weekend. <laughs> weekend cop. Yep. I mean, they... Uh, so... Uh, theoretically, they already have whatever permits. They already passed whatever exams they need. So, you know. Yeah. So, we cut to a, a suburban cul-de-sac where a lot of the fights have actually been happening this season. I don't know... I don't know why. I guess it's just an open space they got that looks like it might be in a city. Maybe it's a lot they have yeah. that looks like a suburb, yeah. Maybe. But so, Cat, uh, Tommy, and Rocky are still just handing out flyers, and they get jumped by Prince Sprocket, and did we ever get a, a name for this monster beyond just Sprocket's new toy? I don't I don't know. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just a toy. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, like, what the, what the toy then does is, like, I don't know, personally, this is, like, one of the most viscerally violent things they've ever done to, like, a non-suited ranger, where he he shoots his fucking flamethrowers directly at these non-armored kids, and they, like, get out of the way, and it's fine, but for some reason, that just seemed, like, that just hit me as being, like, whoa, they could have just fucking died. Yeah. Like, like they... Like there's an alternate universe where like Rocky got hit by that and it's just like a just like a ashen crust of a of a, what used to be a human on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they morph and I okay, so I guess we didn't really describe this monster before. Uh he he just kind of looks like a generic robot with a goofy face and like a propeller on his head. And apparently in the Sentai he was like carnival funhouse themed. Which I, I guess get, looking at his design, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's gonna do a cotton candy attack later. It's. I mean, it eh. also kind of works for like being a children's toy, but like, uh, yeah. it would it would have been cool if we had a carnival episode. I mean, I know they already did that with the pineapple the clown episode, but like, not with this cast. Good for good. I would like to see that. You know. Yeah. I would never forget pineapple the clown. I had a VHS tape of that episode. I watched it all the time. <laughs> Like as as far as like making the monster like have something to do with the actual design of the monster they got from the Sentai, it's better than they've been tending to do. You know, it's it's yeah. better than when we just had a giant scorpion monster and they said he ate plants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> so uh, the Rangers that are there morph, and we get uh, a fight scene with the three of them, and they're not doing very well. That just uh, they don't that they don't do a good job. 
It's, they, they Power it's, Ranger it's a real bad. Very strong toy. Yeah, it's a very strong toy. And so we cut back to Adam and Tanya's just very nice basketball game. They're having it's, so much fun that. just it's, enjoying it's basketball just, on a nice sunny day. It implies they've been there for like hours and it's good. Okay, okay, now be- best of uh, 10, okay, uh, best of 20, best of 30, best of. Oh, they're not, they're not keeping oh, score. They're just having a nice afternoon. Nice. They're just hanging out, shooting some hoops. I mean, like, I don't some understand it because, like, school. for me, it would have been like we're all like hanging out playing video games in my mm-hmm. room or something. <laughs> so, well, that's because we're nerds. We're people who who would do a Power Rangers I don't, podcast. I don't understand <laughs> these jocks. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's get it gets interrupted because they get a a call for help, and so Adam and Tanya morph on over uh, and join the other Rangers. And once again, like they're still doing badly. Uh, I will say though, it, this fight. As badly as it's going for the Rangers is pretty impressive considering it's all American footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they do a lot of shit with the flamethrower and just like, yeah, it's it's a fun little fight. Uh then we cut to the command center. And Billy's like, okay, well, I guess we uh we gotta do the the Zeo cannon, because that's what happens when I build a new weapon, is we use it immediately. We gotta we gotta we gotta freeze this monster with our ice gun that totally shoots ice gun energy. <laughs> yeah, we gotta blow him up with ice powers. Totally, uh, a and so we, get, <laughs> uh, so we get some banter between the ranger and the monsters about playing games, and Tommy gives a one-liner that's fucking terrible because mm-hmm. it's Tommy. <laughs> what was the one-liner and, uh, again? Like uh, some of the like the games aren't over until the last card's been dealt. Yeah, it's true. He does say that. Yeah. So the rangers, we get a bit of Sentai footage here. We get the cannon, and the thing about this cannon is. The, the Power Rangers have had weapons that have taken a long time to execute before, including a cannon that they all had to hold up and individually like load bits into it before, like that cannon where they had to load the colored balls mm-hmm. in. This one takes an unbelievably long time to set up. <laughs> like they've got to hold it, and then Tommy's got to like pull back this thing, and they each one at a time have to be like ZO five power cell power up and put a battery into a slot. And then, like, it, like they show off the battery and then put it in and click it in and it glows and they do that five times. And then Tommy's got to like push this chamber back into the gun and they're ready to fire it. And, and then the monster laughed it, already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes so long. And it's and and again, it's really further emphasized. They're not like on opposite ends of a quarry or anything. They're like they're in they're in a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood. The monster's standing like ten feet away, and it, it takes them like twenty minutes to set up this gun. <laughs> Like I and listen, I know I know the jokes of like why doesn't the monster do anything while they're charging up their attack? Like, you're, you're those the- jokes are old hat. <laughs> but this is this is the longest weapon setup sequence I think we've seen. You know what I I it would be really great is if we put if Tommy pushed it in and then they were like fire it didn't work and they're like oh wait did we get the order wrong? <laughs> <sighs> God damn, he pulls out like an instruction manual. We <laughs> count down from five to one. This should mm. be easy. <laughs> Who messed up? Who messed up? Rocky's like, I'm sorry, I got a little excited, okay? I put it in before Adam. <laughs> Wait, you're saying three goes after two, not four? Okay, okay, I know now, and now I know. <laughs> but yeah, so they blow up the monster real good, because that's what a freezing gun does. And Clank and Orbis just kind of show up. I was watching it, and it is a blue laser, but like, yeah, it just makes them blow up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so Clank and Orbis show up, and they're like, well, uh... I guess we'll make it grow. That's what we do. I, I'm sorry, but I, I just... But the thing about that thing that pisses me off is that they didn't have to call it a cryo gun. They didn't have to do that. They just decided to do it and be wrong. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, it's the kind of shit they pull on the show all the time. But so we get a robot fight. Uh, we summon the Zeo Megazord. And the monster just covers it with cotton candy. Yeah, you know, as just, monsters are wont to do, shoot, and, that's, and that goes like the carnival stuff. Like, why well, I was kind of thinking that might be the case because, like, why the fuck would yeah. it shoot cotton candy out? But it's straight up cotton candy. So the thing with the cotton candy is not only does it make it so it can't move, but it makes it really delicious. And the monster just bites into it repeatedly and just starts gnawing on him. Yeah, he mentions his doctor told him he needed more iron <laughs> in his diet. But um, yeah. tsh- and <laughs> then and then the monster just kind of starts. Gives up on attacking the Rangers and just starts dancing. Like it just yeah, starts he's dancing. Very happy. 
He's having a good time. He's like, I beat him. I don't need to fucking worry about anything. Yeah, he's just <laughs> fucking stoked. And then Tommy's just like, yeah. And then Tommy's just like, oh, right, we have another robot, though. And so they summon the Zeo Battle Zord. And luckily, uh, and, uh, okay, I want to talk about one shot here. It does a shot where yeah. it shows um, Clank. He's like getting really happy about they did it. And I swear there's like, instead of doing a green screen effect, they put like the projected image of the Megazord on a sheet in front of him mm. is what it looks like. I don't know if that's actually what it was or if it's just like, the footage like getting grainy, but that's what it looks like. And I would never seen that before. And I've watched a lot of I think of that's just reviews. really bad. I actually, I don't think that's green screen. I think that might be forced perspective. Like really bad force perspective. Like this ah. isn't Lord of the Rings here, but I mean, like that the, the lines aren't over top of mm-hmm. Clank. They're only on the Megazord's like screen, so it makes it still makes me think it's like projected on a sheet. But I don't know. I now, could hon, be wrong. you said you had a shot you really wanted to talk about. I thought you were talking about the next thing that happens, which is that the Battlezord comes out and it just has a cotton candy removal beam. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just it's, every every mech needs that a cotton candy removal beam. <laughs> It just, it just shoots a laser out its face, and then the cotton candy's gone. And it's yeah. like, okay, fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then so they do the robot combining sequence, as they are wont to do. And they do the big final attack, as they are wont to do. I like this And the sword. monster fucking dies, as it is wont mm-hmm. to do. I don't know if I was yep. here when this sword got introduced, this Megazord, but I really like this Megazord with, like, the, the big arm cannons and the cool helmet. Like, it's a cool nice. design. Yeah, it's fun. The way they link up is super goofy. Yeah. The way they have to go back to back, and then the battles are like folds in half backwards is really weird, but hey, whatever. So we cut up to the moon. Yeah. We cut up to the moon, and Sprocket's like, hey, the Rangers blew up my toy. I want another one. And they're like, fine, we'll get you another toy, but keep this one away from the Power Rangers. We're We're not giving you another weapon. They'll just blow, mm-hmm. it'll just get blown up. So we'll give you a toy car or something. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Time for time for the real, just 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 real best point in this whole thing. It's time to go to the dance and see everybody's Yay! costumes, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. I love them all. I want to ask what your costume would be if you had to go to a dance that's uh, decade based. Should we do this now or after we see everyone's costumes? Uh, uh hmm. Let's do it now. We do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion corner. Okay. What would your your decades costume be? You pose the question. You uh, got to start. What would my decades costume be? I. You know what? I'm gonna go all out. I would go for like some uh, uh fucking. Jane Austen big ass dress, like nice and fluffy. Uh, either that or nice, nice. or it would be nineties, and I would go all like industrial god, big boots, like uh, leather corset, the whole thing. I really like like women's fashion from like the late fifties, early sixties, kind of like mm-hmm. look. So I probably would go with that because because it looks like you know the the big dress is like this you know the swing dance look kind of thing like it just I just like that look I, I might even if I wanted to like play with my own history I would go as like one of those roller skating girls mm. who would like go to cars and like the you know like yeah, yeah, like yeah. a drive-in kind of place and bring the bring the food out on these trays it'd be cool That'd to dress like one of them all right yeah. Uh, I would make like the 1990s and go back to the big band era, and I'd wear a fucking zoot Ooh, suit. You look good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but let's see what we actually got here. So, Cat is wearing a 1950s ass uh, poodle cute. skirt and big old yeah, big old thing in her hair. She she looks like a character from Greece, basically. It's, when uh, I it's first pretty nice. saw her like ribbons, I thought they were her like pigtails, and I'm like, oh, is she Harley Quinn? But no, <laughs> it's, it's a big ribbon. <laughs> She's got a ponytail. Yeah. It's cute. Uh, uh, the next costume we see is Billy, and because Billy is an obnoxious nerd, he has opted to go with I'm dressing like I'm from the future. <laughs> it's really he he okay like <laughs> he looks like that guy from Xenon. Who like sings a song from that from that decom? 
Like it's, he's got I this, have no idea. He's got this. About. Okay, like I don't know, and I've only listened to Decal about it, so I don't know. Like Xenon Girl of a twenty first century so or something. Long ago. And but yeah, like he's got this big, like silvery, like like padded jacket, and he's got white hair, and he's a little like fucking like glowy bits on his temples, and like fuck off, Billy. <laughs> he looks like he wouldn't be safe to put in the microwave. No, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. So uh, next we get Adam, and Adam has gone full hippie. He's got mutton chops. He looks like he looks like Mungo Jerry. It's great. <laughs> and Rocky uh, has got this big poofy hair wig on, and he's in like a disco fever type outfit. Yeah, with a, a yeah, blue he's, shirt. He's dressed yes. like uh, John Travolta in in in, uh, mm-hmm. in Saturday Night Fever, which is relevant because we're about to see Tommy walk in. Wearing well, the exact okay. Well, before Tommy comes in, we have Tanya walk in, and she's got this. She's affecting this great accent, and I love her. Oh yeah, I, I, I can't believe I forgot Tanya. Well, the thing with Tanya, she appears for like all of two yeah. seconds, which is a shame I because it's incredible. It, she she's dressed like a line. flapper. She only has the one line, but she's doing it great, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's dressed like a flapper, and, she, and like what's what is the line? It's hey, like, hey, where's, where's Tommy? Tommy? Where's Tommy? <laughs> yeah, she, it's so good. It's fucking great. And then, so where is Tommy? Well, Tommy bursts into the room and just fucking disco dancing. And he has big old platform shoes. And he is also dressed like John Fulton Saturday Night Fever. Exactly the same. They both have platform shoes, except that Tommy has, yeah, like a red undershirt and uh, Rocky has a blue undershirt. Yeah, and Rocky's got a wig. But the thing is, Tommy made a fucking entrance. Jason David Frank fucking dances around and struts his stuff and poses, and he walks up to Rocky, and then they kind of look at each other for a second, and then Tommy just kind of like he does this thing where he like, yeah, whatever, mine looks better, and then just dances away. It's so good. Rocky does look visibly upset, and then kind of it looks like he has to pretend to. Oh no, yeah, this is cool. But you know, inside. Oh, I think I think once I think once once Tommy like does that like dance move at him, he's like, yeah, I can dig this. <laughs> yeah, I feel this this like brief like thirty seconds is top ten moments for a number of characters could here. You, could you could you I, I just imagine Rocky being like, You took my red fucking <laughs> colors from me and now you got my goddamn disco suit mm-hmm. on. You asshole Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh god, it's so great. And then we cut to uh the other half of what's going on here in the party. So Bulk and Skull, I, I, I guess they picked their costumes before mm-hmm. they quit the police force because they're dressed like uh, Bobby. English bobbies, basically old timey, old timey ass Keystone cops, uh, and they're they're moping. It's like, man, I feel so bad. I can't believe we got Lieutenant Stone fired. He must really hates us. And then Lieutenant Stone walks up behind them because his favorite and his favorite decade is uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Victorian England? <laughs> Listen, when you say you can dress like your favorite decade, that just means dress like anyone anywhere in the past. Or, or the yeah, future if you're Billy. This reminds me of the last podcast I was on with Frankie, mm-hmm. which was an episode of um, Leverage, which involved the character dressing up like Sherlock oh, Holmes yeah! and there was Bobby's that in it. That did happen. Because everyone was dressing up like different uh, fictional detectives. So, uh, so Lieutenant Stone's like, on the contrary, gentlemen, I don't hate you. In fact, getting uh, kicked off the force gave me the opportunity to pursue my lifelong dream. I've decided to become a private detective and start my own agency. Which, okay, sure. And he says, I'm going to need a couple of good detectives to to work with me. Do you know any? <laughs> and and you know, and then he, you know plays off he's like i'm just kidding guys i want you to join me and so yeah stone bulk and skull are gonna just they're gonna be private detectives now i i, I like this because like it shows that they've like bonded over this bullshit with them <laughs> yeah we have we have quite rightly shit on lieutenant stone a lot throughout the course of uh of uh, the last couple seasons here but you know what this is a i, I like this turn this is a really nice like it's it's a nice change of pace for all three characters. It's great, and uh, we actually cap off with one more really great moment of 
both being like, well, that's just about everything working out for the best. I just wish I could explain to Connie, you know, like, because I feel she must think I'm the biggest douchebag in, in the face of the earth. And she actually walks up behind him and taps him on the shoulder and is like, hey, Farkas, can we talk? And basically she says, listen, I know my dad can fucking freak out like a lunatic, but I actually felt really bad about what happened to you. And I also quit the junior police force. And they both have a moment, and she she says that like she only joined to try and impress her dad, and she, her heart wasn't really in it anyway. And they have this thing where they're like, you know, okay, I guess we we both learned a lesson about needing to just be ourselves. And then when she asks, she asks Bulk to dance, and he starts doing the British accent again, and and is like, and she gives him this look. And he's like, yeah, sorry, I'll stop now. And they go. To and the dance floor, yeah, and everybody he, dances and freeze frame. He takes off his mustache, and he gives this, like, nice... He, he, he's pretty cute here, where he's like, I'd like that mm-hmm. very much, and just gives this nice it's smile. Cute. It's great. go off. It's yeah. one of the best... It sucks that really like, the best on-screen It sucks that the episode started it... Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. it sucks that it started yeah. off creepy, because, like, as it goes on, it gets a lot better, where he's, like, trying to, like, woo her and not, like, being a dick, really... Except for, like, you know, yeah. bringing a live chicken into a police station. But, like... <laughs> but, you know, that, that's that's how you know it's yeah. still bulk. You yeah. know, that, that, that these fuck-ups are how you know it's still bulk. And what sucks the most about this, though, is that it was really good, and then we never see Connie again. Yep. Yeah, we will, we will never, ever see Connie again. I wasn't able to find a name for the actress who plays her. It, yep. That sucks. But, on the whole, really great episode. Really great bulk episode. Like... And God, this one feels so good after all the really bad ones we've been dealing with. Buried in, buried in fucking like the the sad Tommy <laughs> Arrowhead marathon. Oh yeah, that we was followed bad. that up with the episode about the the deaf about sorry about the uh, the blind girl, and then just. Uh, but mm. at least I mean, like we, the Adam episode was good. The Adam episode was really good. That's the thing is the last two episodes have been really great, and it and I think that that's what was especially frustrating about that really like string of bad episodes we had is. Zio started real strong. Like, we had that episode where Rocky turned into a plant, and, like, we just had a lot of fun stuff early on, and then shit got bad for a little bit, and now it's starting to get really fun again. And I'm kind of starting to see, like, okay, I think I'm I think I'm think starting to see why, you know, in spite of that chunk in the middle there, why, why Zio was still spoken pretty highly of. Um, but, yeah, uh, on the whole, I, I really liked it. I'm pretty positive yeah. on this episode. Uh, what do y'all think? I thought it was... Pretty good. I wasn't as strongly into it as you are, but it was it was a fine episode. Yeah, there were parts I liked and parts I didn't like. I, I, this episode, and I also think this goes to I wasn't here, but I I watched it. The uh, oh, Pepper's crying in the back. I'll take you out right now, Pepper. Uh, uh, the um, uh, skull episode where I think both of those episodes fall down to the fact that. Uh, they have really good actors playing Bulk and Skull, like, and they can play like vulnerable and real yeah. very well. It's and maybe it's because we don't see them do that often, but when they do, it hits. Like in both of those episodes, when they like drop the act, they just are real and vulnerable. It hits so well. Um, so yeah, th- I would say go out your way to see this one. If nothing, just for that. Yeah, even if you don't. Yeah, even if you don't normally watch along, this is a this this and the one before it are really good episodes to go ahead and watch. Um. Yeah. So I th- I I wasn't able to get questions, as you folks might have guessed from sort of the the energy of this episode and the way we started at this this week was kind of rough for even getting a recording I, I- together. Like we're not recording on our normal Little day, peek so like behind the curtain, I was having Netflix problems, so I just watched this episode while while Emily rabbited it for me. So <laughs> this was this was great. Thank you. Yeah this this was a nightmare to put together. So I I unfortunately don't have any kind of closing thing i don't have any uh have questions or a game show or anything like like and you could probably also tell the opening second was put together at the last uh, opening segment ra- rather we was did put together at the last second five times so this one's kind of a mess sure we got it right <laughs> yeah uh which which again is a shame because this is the actual episode mm-hmm. we discussed is really good but you know what god damn it nothing stops teenagers nothing. with attitude 
All right. I, I don't even go here, and nothing will stop it. We're like the we're like we're like the the American Post Office. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. something does. But okay, so Frankie, you got anything uh, you yeah, want to plug? Sure, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Frankie Extra. You can find all the games that I make at FrankieExtra.itch.io. Oh, and on here on Audio Entropy, you can catch me on Let's Steal a Podcast. We're almost done with Leverage. We have about, like, two, three seasons left. We'll be done before the end of the year. We're going to try to do bonus episodes. We have some cool stuff planned uh, to, like, push it to the end of the year so that I make uh, Cass watch Santa Claus versus the Devil for a second year in a row on Christmas. Uh, that's my goal, so hopefully we'll get to that, and, um, uh, Tell. there's no tournament until next month, but once that happens, go ahead and listen to the archives, and then next month you'll be ready for the first tournament of the next era, which already has a name, but I forgot it. Uh, Rewa, I believe. Yeah. Alright, Emily, you got anything you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter at this is Emeralds. Um, other than that, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, if you want to send questions to teenagers with attitude, we are on Twitter at Teens with Tude. Uh, Gmail Teens with Tude at Gmail dot com. Uh, the Facebook group Teenagers with Attitude. You can also find us on Discord if you go to the. Uh, Audio Entropy Twitter at Audio Entropy. There is a link to the Audio Entropy Discord. Come hang out with us and the rest of the network, and it's great. Yeah. And I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, so, short one this time, only only an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for teenagers with attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Emily, and I'm Frank. And may the power protect you always. Stay with you. No, wait, wrong show. <laughs>